Over the years, podcasting has evolved greatly. The tools we use have evolved. The techniques we've used have evolved. Thankfully, the listeners have also evolved too. One of the things I want to talk to you about is a takeaway that I sort of was hit home with me recently. And I wanted to share it with you because there is a big opportunity that most of us are missing. So let's get to it. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I am so excited that you decided to join me today. If you don't know me yet, we have a company called Team Podcast. It's a full-service podcast production company. I've been helping hundreds of podcasters over the years. I'm on a mission to get as many podcasts as possible monetized because I'm tired of seeing people pod fade after they've poured their heart and soul into their show, and it doesn't really work out for them. So. I've made over a million dollars in podcasting, and I want to show you how you can do it too. And this is my vehicle for doing that. So thank you for joining me today. Now, today, I'm going to talk to you about something that many of us are doing on our podcast. And I've even been guilty of it because I wasn't paying attention. And now that I know better, I do better. (laughs) And that's the same thing that you need to say whenever you learn something new. You don't need to beat yourself up about it. You don't need to, you know, say, I can't believe I missed that. And you know, whatever the negative self-talk you have, just say, you know what? I know better now and I will do better. So many of us, when we started podcasting, we did not want to be salesy. We did not want to seem pushy. We did not want to be seen as sort of greedy and money hungry and all of those things because we're really value people. We want to provide value. And so what happened is we started our podcast and what we did is we went in the extreme opposite direction of anything remotely resembling salesy, and we just provided value and value and value and value, and we're still providing value and value and value, and now we're exhausted, and our podcast has taken our money, it's taken our time, it's caused problems in our family and our relationships and all these things, and we haven't gotten anything back out of it because we didn't set it up and engineer it to give that to us. And one of these areas is that, you know, if you are a podcaster that does any sort of call to action, there is a high chance that you are putting your call to action at the end of your episode. It's safe there. It feels like, I just gave you a lot of value. Okay, now, can you go leave me a review? Can you go here to my website? Can you do this? Can you do that? And we feel like it's an okay ask after we provided just a ton of value. But here's the thing. Times have changed. Podcasting technology is evolving. And it's, you know, it's funny because even as podcasters, many times podcasters are creators, but not necessarily consumers of this type of content. And so we don't always know from our own experience, you know, from a listening experience, what the actual consumer experience is. And what has happened lately, and I'm not talking about, you know, like two weeks ago, but I'm talking about as the past 
several years have evolved is more and more podcasting apps have come out. And people are listening to our podcast in a lot of different places that we don't even know where they're, you know, that are out there that they're listening. And many of those podcast apps now have settings inside their podcast that allow you to skip an intro and an outro in a podcast. You just turn on the settings and it automatically skips. Now, if you're listening to a show like, gosh, let me think, like maybe Tim Ferriss or even the Joe Rogan Experience or whatever, those shows where they start out with like six minutes of promotions or whatever. I don't know if just the intro outro uh, setting being removed or skipped would be enough to get you past all of their six minutes of chat. But anyway, those those podcast apps are using obviously artificial intelligence and things like that that detect music being played. They might also be triggered by a certain sort of time limit, like maybe it skips the first 30 seconds or a minute of a show. Whatever they're using to determine that, many people figure, why do I need to hear your intro and outro over and over and over again? So they just go ahead and skip it. So if you're like the vast majority of podcasters who's bottling up all of your calls to action and putting them at the end of your show in your outro, we are missing a tremendous opportunity to get our listeners to take action. And so what I want to talk to you about today is what the alternatives are. And ideally, honestly, how you should pitch or how, you know, how you can kind of feel good about pitching something on your podcast. It's not taboo. It's not off limits. It's your show. It's your platform. You can pitch your stuff, right? You can share what you do. Sometimes it may be a little bit harder if you're doing solid interview shows and that's all you ever do, but you've got to give people a way that they can respond to you. So In an ideal world, the intro and outro, knowing they can be skipped, are not going to be containing your most valuable calls to action and your best pitches, right? Because it's going to be falling on deaf ears. So what we want to do, and I encourage all of my clients to do this, and if you are my client and you have not heard me say this to you directly in a phone call, please consider this my admonition to you. Take a break in the middle of your show and build in a place where you talk about your offers or whatever call to action you want your listeners to respond to. And if you're doing an interview, it's a very easy thing to do. You don't even have to let the person know that you're interviewing do this. You can just at the end, I mean, after the recording is done, you can make a separate um, little kind of a transition statement. And it could be like, oh, Pam, that's really good information. Let's talk more about that when we come back or after we take a break, or whatever you want to say. And then you just put that in, edit that in the file, and it goes right before your actual call to action. So it's a very easy thing to do, and the the interviewee doesn't have to feel like you're interrupting them. But you can. You also have the ability to interrupt and say, you know what, so-and-so, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I can't wait to talk more about that, but we're going to put in a little break right here, and we're going to go to our sponsor. And then you just pick right back up, leave a one second or whatever space where your editor or you or whoever does your editing can go back and insert your call to action right there. So this is a very simple thing that can be done. And I want you to have, I'm giving you permission (laughs) to do this because many times you crowd everything in the end and it never gets listened to. It never gets heard. This is your platform. You're bringing a guest on as a benefit to them. 
Yeah, they're giving your audience good, valuable content, but you know what? You have the right to interrupt for any, let's just call them station breaks or whatever you want to call it, sponsor spots, so that you can get your message out. Because if you only give your platform over to your guests, you're going to pod fade because you're never going to get value back from it. So what I want you to do is take your call to action and move it away from the outro of your show. Outro of your show can be a mindless, you know, whatever you want it to be, you know, follow, subscribe, whatever you're asking people to do. Put that in there. That's fine. Put it there. But it's not your most critical call to action. Move your call to action to somewhere in the middle of your show. Now, let me also just say this. If you do a show that's, I would say, even 30 minutes or longer, it's okay to take two breaks. It's okay to divide your show up into thirds and say, 10 minutes in, we're going to take a quick break, and 20 minutes in, we're going to take a quick break. That's okay. You know where that model comes from? Hello, we do it on TV all the time, right? TV, radio, all those kind of things. They build in breaks for advertising, and that's all that you're doing. And even if you don't have a real sponsor, you are your first sponsor, so put your stuff in there, okay? So move them to the middle of your content so people hear them. Now, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and give you an example of that. And I just wanted to let you know, (laughs) speaking of sponsor spots in the middle of your content, I wanted to let you know that there is a new product that I've put out that I'm doing for, I can do it for a limited number of people, but the podcasters that I've been doing it for have been finding it really, really helpful. And it's simply like a, I call it a podcast tune-up audit. And it's where I get all your podcast information and I go through and we do a full audit on all the technical end of it, like where your RSS feed is distributed, what categories you're in, looking at the title of your show and making sure you're optimized on all the platforms, just everything technical with your RSS feed. Then I go through and I listen to several of your shows and try to figure out all the things that I think you could do to really accomplish three things. And those three things are be found more often. So I want to increase your distribution. I want more people to find you whenever they're looking for the things that you're talking about. The second thing is I want more people to download and listen to your show. So I want to increase where you're found. I want to increase your listenership. And then I also want to increase your email opt-ins. And by doing everything on your show to increase and optimize and tweak what you're doing already to enhance those three objectives, you at least get something out of your show rather than a bill from your editor, a mad, you know, children because you had to record an episode instead of making them dinner or whatever it is you're trying to juggle and balance in your life. And you don't get all of your emotions sucked out of you without getting anything back in a value exchange for your podcast. So I'm showing, I'm, and I'm basically then once I, I take a couple of weeks and I go through and I do all that and I dig really deep into what you're doing with your show and what your business objectives are with your show. And then I come back to you with uh, pages and pages of things that can be tweaked and optimized depending on how you want to play it out and how you want to use your podcast in your business. So Um, not trying to be overwhelming to anyone, but I want to give you some tangible things that you can do. And also, there's a lot of things that we can do on the back end, like, you know, we don't want you going in having to fool with your RSS feed or whatever. So I'll just take care of all those kind of things while I'm there looking around with your permission, of course. So if you need a podcast tune up, 
to get you going in the right direction. And I hate to say it, but if you've been podcasting for, you know, a good bit of time, it might be time to realign what you're doing now with the objectives that you actually have for your business and what you wanted to accomplish anyway. Simply go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. Tune up is all one word. Just go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. You'll see all the details about it there. And it really just gives me a chance to give you some one-on-one individual consultation and an action plan and some next steps that you can take to immediately begin getting your show out there more on more platforms for bigger distribution, getting more people listening, actually downloading your show, and then also getting more results as far as email opt-ins for your show. So if you want to do that, teampodcast.com forward slash tune up is where you want to go for that. So the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about besides just moving your call to action out of the outro and making space within your platform I wanted to talk to you about how you can reinforce what you do for people all throughout your show. And if you have a special offer, it's okay to mention it in your intro. It's okay. And I'm not talking about your intro with the canned music or the music underneath it. I'm talking about the, hopefully the custom intro you're doing. If you're doing an interview show, the custom intro that you're doing to introduce your guest. It's okay to, to push back and take a little bit of space on there and talk to your people about what you have for them. It's okay to tease whatever offer you might have and just say, you know, if you stick around, you're going to hear a very special offer that I'm very excited to make. So don't miss that. You might even tease it and say, if, you know, if it's an offer that your listeners have heard before, you might tease it and let them know that there's something special about it. So you can tease that in the beginning of your show and then have it reinforced in your your middle breaks that you're putting in with your call to action. But beyond that, you should be talking, and I'm not talking about monopolizing the conversation if you're doing an interview or anything like that, but I am talking about in a very natural way, bringing what you do with your clients into the conversations that you're having on your podcast. I do it, and it's the funny thing is, I say conversations that you're having on a podcast, and I do it on this show, even though I'm not actually having a conversation, I'm just sitting here by myself talking into my computer. So it's a monologue, so to speak. But I share with you all the time things that I'm hearing from client consultations, problems that I'm hearing podcasters talk about, problems that I'm helping podcasters solve. I coach people every single week about their podcasting, getting them to the point of monetizing and doing it better. And, you know, if you're my client and you haven't monetized yet, you really need to be trying to schedule some time so that we can talk about that because, by God, you should be monetizing your show. So it's one of those things where I'm going to constantly throw in what I do. Now, how can you do that if you're in an interview? Let's just say you uh, have a program or a course and you're doing an interview, if something comes up that's a certain aspect of what you already do, it's okay to say and just have these very natural responses that you use when you're talking with your interview and and they mention something that is like, you're like, yes, yes, sister, preach it. That's exactly what I talk about. It's okay to say, you know what? I am such an advocate for this. I teach this in my programs and I have found that this is the thing that is stopping most of the people from having success. Or this is the thing that if they get right, 
it will move the dial for them. You can reinforce every point of what your guest is talking about by relating it back to the work you're doing with your audience. Now, it's not like every time you're going to do it and say, yes, and I also talk about that in my book, and you can get my book on my website, but you're wanting to weave it in the conversation naturally so that you say things like, I see that all the time with the people I work with. We get this question more whenever we onboard people into our program than any other question. So do you see what I'm doing? I'm not putting it out there in an overt way, but I'm just dropping a little breadcrumb along the way that, you know what, there is a program. You might not even know what that program is. I might not even have mentioned it, but you know what? I mentioned that I have a program. So probably what you're going to do is you're going to go to my website and look and see what can you get? What do I do? If I consult with people, I'm going to probably talk about some of the lessons and some of the things I'm hearing from the people I consult with. But you know what? I'm going to do it in a way that their privacy is protected. I'm not going to call them out on anything, but I want people to know that every week part of my business is helping people just like them. So if they're sitting there needing that help, look no further. We're here to help. And you want to do the same exact thing with your audience, right? You don't want your audience to listen to an interview where you are sitting there like a fangirl that just is so enthralled with what the guest says that you're not coming to them on equal footing as an authority. You want to make sure that your audience knows every single opportunity they have to go further with you, that they can take that next step, that they can move closer into your circle, and all it takes is hiring you for something that they need fixed in their life or their business or their programs or whatever it is they're doing. So does that make sense? Like work what you do into the conversation without being obnoxious, without always turning the conversation back to you. You can throw these things in and dangle the breadcrumbs, sprinkle them around wherever you want to, but your audience needs to know how you help people. Some of you are professionals, like you have gone to school to get a degree for what your podcast is about, and yet you never mention it. And you just bring everyone else on the show and you talk about all their 32 degrees and their, you know, all their work experience and you're just enthralled with them. But my God, you're sitting there with, you know, five degrees yourself and a professional practice that you are highly respected in, but nobody listening to your podcast knows that. You might even have programs, retreats, courses, groups, circles, whatever you want to call it, and your podcast listeners do not know about it. If that is the case, if I'm talking to you right now, because I am, (laughs) if you say, oh God, Christy, you're calling me out again. All I need you to do is just begin making space in your show so that you can talk directly to the people that you work best with. I was doing a podcast audit, tune-up audit the other day on a show and like the music came on and immediately it was like, And today's guest is blah, 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 blah. And they were like immediately right into talking about the guest. And my first advice was, hold up. This is your show. Who are you? Who do you serve? How do you serve them? What can you give your listeners to get to know you a little bit better? And don't be afraid to claim that space. It is your ground. It is your platform. Claim your space. Take up more space in the room on your interviews. Because if you don't, 
you will have a long list of guests that want to come back on your show again and again and again because they are getting a great deal of business from your show. And you know what? You're not. And that's not okay with me. And it shouldn't be okay with you unless you're just wanting to be a connector and a charitable organization or whatever it is, and you're not wanting to grow your business through your podcast. But if that's the case, you're probably not listening to this show anyway, right? You're listening to how to build a community around a podcast or something else like that, right? So understand you don't need my permission or anyone else's permission to create space on your show to talk about what you do. It's okay. It's hard as far as a journey perspective for you to be comfortable doing that right at the beginning when you start out your podcast. But my God, some of you have been podcasting for four, five, and six years. And the reason I know is because I started your podcast for you five, six, seven years ago, and you're still doing the exact same thing and you've never made a dime from your podcast. I want you to have more leads coming into your business because of your podcast. I want you to have more revenue coming into your business because of your podcast. But here's a newsflash. Subtlety does not work in podcasting. Subtlety does not work in marketing at all. You have to be very overt, very explicit, and you have to do it multiple times. You cannot just say something one time at a show and expect, during a show and expect somebody to remember it. Why is it that every time I say teampodcast.com or teampodcast.com forward slash tune up, I repeat it two or three times? Why do I do that? Because it needs to be sticky. I'll never forget uh, back in the day, whenever John Lee Dumas was kind of the first guy that came out with like seven day a week podcast, interview podcast, and he was finally decided, he finally pulled the trigger on monetizing his show through creating this membership group called Podcasters Paradise. And it was so funny because he had the craziest ad spots for his show or for his membership group, Podcasters Paradise. And it was almost to the point like people were making fun of him. And it was like, you need to do this. That's podcastersparadise.com. Do you need that? Blah, blah, blah. Podcastersparadise.com. And it was again, like every other sentence was podcastersparadise.com. But what happened is it became so sticky in people's mind. If they needed anything, what did they do? Podcastersparadise.com and they joined. And so he built a multi-million dollar business from his podcast because he wasn't afraid to sound stupid or sound like a stuck record and sound crazy. And it did because he was like, you know, still kind of awkward in how he presented things. And he was like, that's podcastersparadise.com. So it really did sound like a Saturday Night Live parody. But people remembered it. That's one of the only ads I'm going to tell you I still remember to this day from podcasting because it was so ridiculous. But that was memorable. And so, of course, I'm a member of Podcasters Paradise, right? So the proof is out there that this kind of stuff does work. But you cannot be subtle. You cannot be afraid to mention it. I've had clients that I finally talked into. They have programs or books or whatever that... I said, you have to put it in your show. Go now and record three advertisements, one for your book, one for your course, and one for your mastermind program. Go record three advertisements, send them over to me because we're putting them in your next episode. And they go and record the files and they never say in the ad where you can go. 
where do you go to get this offer? Where do you go to buy the book? Where do you go to join the program? They never say it. And part of it is because they're not used to pitching their stuff. You got to pitch your stuff to be better at it. And taking space on your podcast, it might be three months before you get a conversion from your podcast. But you know what? That means you've had three months of practice, three months of testing, three months of ways to put it out there that you can actually know are at least out there. And now as more people find you, people are beginning to listen. And it might take a little while for you to get your first conversion from a podcast. But that's okay because you're practicing, you're putting it out there and you're getting better at creating space and you're getting better at incorporating you and your platform and who you serve and how you serve them into your show. So it's worth something. It's a good result for you to have is to begin doing that as awkward as it feels, as awkward as you sound doing it. And don't over critique yourself. Just put it out there. Make it sticky in people's minds by repeating it multiple times teampodcast.com forward slash tune up that's teampodcast.com forward slash tune up you need to do the same thing with how you're presenting things don't just give people a generic thing oh if you'll go to my website and then you look down on the bottom of the page and there'll be a little box there and you can go there and you can find out or you can go to my website and you can find all our programs no give a specific call to action a specific hook a specific angle and you know what? You, if you have a podcast, if you have a book, if you have a program, if you have a course, you might need to make two or three versions of an ad with different hooks for that product. And we're going to test them and we're going to try them and we're going to figure out what we can put out there that's going to at least get your name and your brand in people's heads. Because if you're not doing that, you're wasting your time. And it's great for you to provide valuable content, but the content you're providing and the value you're providing comes at a cost to you. It's costing you financially. It's costing you of your most precious asset, which is time. And you guys, after we've been through a pandemic and COVID and everything else, we've probably all had people that have left our lives way too early. And time is something they would love to get back. And you would love to get back time with them. You're putting your time into your podcast. You're putting your money into your podcast. You're putting your energy. You're putting your heart and soul into your podcast. You have to get something back out of it or the cost becomes too great. So move your episodes call to action to the middle of your show. Make multiple ad breaks for your show. That's okay. You know what? If you're going to lose listeners because you put an ad for your entities and your products in your show, that person was never going to be a buyer anyway. They were just going to take up space on your platform, occupy energy, just be a tire kicker, be a freebie getter, and they were never going to be a conversion for you anyway. So it's okay to go ahead and lose them. It's better not to crowd your space with them, better not to worry about wasting your energy on those people. You want to put all your energy into the people that you know you help the best and you know you can get the best results with right? So that's what you want to do. So I'm giving you permission. I'm actually mandating it. You need to get your stuff in your podcast. I've had to make that be something I've had to do myself because in other shows, I've never put anything out there. Even the beginning of this one, I wasn't sure what to offer other than we do podcast production. So yeah, I can help you with that, you know, I mean, but there's so much more than that. I don't want to just produce your show and be a cost for you. I want to be a 
source of revenue for you. I want your podcast to be a source of revenue. So I hope this helps you and and we've got to adapt to the technology so don't be putting really important things at the beginning and ending of your show when almost every podcast app now has a way to automatically skip that stuff in your settings so lesson to us all got to stay up on the technology and make sure that we're getting the most exposure to the efforts that we're putting in to put calls to action in our podcast so don't let your outro be a huge missed opportunity because for most people it is And that's what I hear most podcasters have gotten comfortable in doing that. And I'm telling you, please stop. Just put a little fluffy follow me or share it or whatever you want to in your call to in your outro, but move your call to action to actually go in the middle of your content and do it multiple times if you have a really long show. All right. Sorry for all the background noise today. I've got some birds behind me that are fighting. I'm still in uh, Hawaii farm sitting for my Hanai sister who is undergoing cancer treatments. And today she's actually on Oahu. Um, we're, um, we actually, the farm is on Big Island. So she went to Oahu today for number three cancer treatment. So I am here with uh, 28 sheep, three horses, five cats, and three dogs. So got my hands full. And I guess now I have a couple of birds I've got to keep from fighting behind my back. So anyway, sorry for all the background noise, but you know, because of podcasting. I have been able to be here doing what I do, running my business and helping out a very dear person in my life for, I've been over here since April 23rd. So coming up on three months now. And um, it's, it's amazing um, how podcasting has changed my life. Um, 10 years ago, I would have had a two weeks of vacation that I would have had to beg my company to let me take. And I would have had to pay dearly for it before or after taking vacation. And I'm actually not on vacation, vacation like that. But you know what? It's pretty amazing when you sit here and work and look at the ocean all day. But you know what? It's pretty amazing to be able to work and run my business in a beautiful place where my workspace stares out at the ocean and I can see boats and fishermen and occasionally whales and things like that rolling by. And I'm just reminded of how grateful I am that I took the plunge and started a podcast all those years ago, back in 2012, I think was when I first did my first podcast. So things can change in your life because of podcasting. And that's all I want for you. So if I can help you in any way, you know where to find me. Um, We've got a private Facebook group, and there'll be some other community building things we'll be doing eventually. And I've got some big things on the horizon coming out to just give podcasters the resources they need to monetize and get this problem solved for us once and for all. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for bearing with me. And um, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.